Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's program, we're catching up with the Executive Director of the Heart of Tennessee American Red Cross. John Mitchell is in. And John, I know that I'm going to look at you in a red shirt and say Salvation Army at some point. It's just going to happen. (laughs) I'm I'm going to do it uh, as well. As a matter of fact, uh, Brian, I'm just, uh, I really feel blessed to have had opportunities to work for the Red Cross in the past, then the Salvation Army for seven years, and now back at the Red Cross. Um, The... This is a, a special community, so it doesn't matter which agency you're working with, the community supports causes, and um, that's what's really awesome about living and working and, um, you know, serving in the Rutherford and surrounding counties. Yeah, we've had, uh, uh, I guess, uh, let's say you've been on several programs uh, the last couple of weeks with Dr. Bill Krause on uh, the roundtable on Thursdays, and uh, I think there was any, even another appearance at some point uh, recently, but uh, so we've talked a lot, and we probably have only really just scratched the surface of, of the work of the Red Cross here in our community. Yeah, I'm on a real learning curve. Even though I'd worked there before, there's been a few um, positive adjustments in the program. There's one thing you can accept when you are anticipate when you come to the red cross and and that's change but i think that's good um they're wanting to evolve our theme this year through the tennessee region through our leader joel sullivan is focus forward i thought he made a great um analogy on uh how that applies so if you're sitting in a car and you look at the windshield that's a very big windshield let's focus on the opportunities that are big but if you look in the rear view mirror that's a small uh mirror for the right purposes we need to be focusing forward and that's uh what we're trying to do um we've been around for a long time and we provide quite a few services um you know the five pillars that we uh operate off of is biomed which is blood services blood donations uh, awareness about programs that we just heard recently about sickle cell um, a lot of people don't know about service to the armed forces. That's what where we started on the battlefield uh, with our um, uh, Clara Barton, who started the American Red Cross, and that's where um, she decided to make sure we had some, you know, humanitarian type services in, you know, in the midst of that. Um, but then we move into disaster services. Um, we'll talk, uh, you know, continue to talk a lot about that. That's one of the things that the, one of the things that happens on a more reoccurring basis is us responding to house fires. And a lot of those disaster volunteers are trained up in many different ways. So there's many different opportunities for people to serve. Um, but it could be a house fire or it could be, you know, working something like the Waverly floods or the tornadoes that have happened here or Mayfield, Kentucky, all the way to the fact if somebody has the time and um, the ability, they can, as a Red Cross volunteer, um, be deployed. We use the same terminology as, as the military in that sense, but be deployed for a, you know, approximately a two-week span to go help in California or wherever the, the forest fires are or whatever that, uh, that event could be. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, you know, go back and their Red Cross story goes back to maybe being trained in uh, swimming lessons. Uh, 
hmm. or CPR, which is still uh, a very active component through our training services. And um, we are attached to the international services. So, you know, when we're dealing with things like, you know, COVID and the pandemic or, you know, Ukraine, um, we still have a, um, a relationship with uh, many other countries. So that's kind of the five pillars there. That's the five pillars, yes, that we will operate out of. You know, uh, if, if you really think about it, a lot of people are directly impacted by the services of of the Red Cross. And as you were listing these, I was thinking, <clears throat> how many of these come to my mind that someone has received help from uh, the Red Cross? I have uh, an in-law that was in the military, and my um, wife's father passed away, and he was serving in Iraq. So it was the Red Cross who made the contact. Um, if you've ever had to have blood likely that comes from uh donations from the red uh, red cross we've had tornadoes house fires all of those things locally um my kids learned how to swim through one of the uh the the trainings from the red cross so just four four out of the five pillars have touched me in some way personally or extended family so it's it's pretty amazing when you think about it that way it is and you know the, the bottom line is it's not only um, an opportunity. Well, they encourage us to, you know, tell your Red Cross story. And so you have to, mm -hmm. you don't have to go too deep to see where your Red Cross story uh, can start. But that's not necessarily where it can end. And I thought Sandy, who was on the radio show just recently, made a good point. It all started for her when she had a home fire and had that personal experience and wanted to give back. And now she's one of our more senior, um, you know, disaster volunteers that operates at uh, the highest level. And she gave over or provided over 3,000 hours of volunteer uh, service last year to the Red Cross on top of her full-time job as a paralegal with Nissan. So that's, um, that's just a little bit of a quick challenge for me for the listeners to think about maybe what their Red Cross story is or what their passion is in helping, and we have a place for you um, in one of those pillars. Uh, Brian, let me just share a little bit about what those uh, services look like in disaster uh, services. Uh, last year, you know, we assisted 374 individuals with uh, 118 disaster cases, the majority of those would be um, house fires, 130 uh, cases were open. A case could be where we're officially going to provide some financial assistance and track, uh, you know, just like anybody would, make sure the donor dollars being protected and make sure that that money is used correctly and, um, you know, audited and, and all the things you do there. But we don't just stop there. We try to work with all of our different um, agency partners and make sure that where our mission starts and stops, we can link them to another another person. But what's really neat is in the preparedness training, we've really evolved to not only just doing the uh, maybe CPR. Um, last year, over 4,000 people uh, were affected through community programs. I think it's kind of neat to know that a lot of people might not know about the Pillowcase or Pedro project. This is an in-school 
presentation that a trained volunteer can give to the pillowcases for third to fifth graders and the Pedro um, presentation is to you know kindergartners to second so it's age appropriate um, you know preparedness for a child to think you know if that disaster happens um, what am I going to do and in the pillowcase scenario they're trained to think okay I've got a pillowcase if I know there's something going I'm going to grab that and go there's no other thought you know not that they have to run back for it there's a really good training but um, you know being prepared you don't have to be an adult so we we think starting young like that so someone may say hey i would love to go into schools and um, help be part of teaching preparedness to youth um, another um, program that i found to be more robust now than when i was here previously is the homes made safer and so we love to go out and either canvas or work with the fire department on a um, some houses that have you know asked to have us come but last year we installed 670 smoke alarms in over 200 homes and in that process um, over 188 homes were considered uh, you know, yeah that was in 188 homes and 200 homes were uh, considered homes made safer we go through a presentation with them um, you know asking them do you realize you know about tornado plans and you know flooding and and all that so um, when you think of the Red Cross, you sometimes think of, you know, a disaster action team member out at a house fire, but this could also just be uh, visiting school and starting that preparedness process early uh, with youth. Now, when, when you think of uh, the Red Cross, and we've got John Mitchell, the uh, Heart of Tennessee American Red Cross Executive Director with us today. Um, these these programs you're thinking gosh you've got such a vast staff that does all this but uh, i mean the majority of everything that is talked about here is is done by volunteers yes thank you for bringing that up brian um you know myself and jonathan and maybe about six or seven uh extended members throughout the tennessee region assist our uh our programs as staff but more importantly we have about 188 volunteers through those 10 counties that we represent um, and a large representation here in rutherford county you know with our home office here um, they are empowered and engaged at a level that uh, most uh, agencies could only dream of doing i mean our volunteers have keys to the building keys to the cars um, they have you know they're just like us and i lean on them they are an important role and we do that through extensive training and you know ongoing um, audit programs to make sure that everybody is up to date with their trainings and handling money in an appropriate manner so yes the volunteer component is the strength of the red cross as a matter of fact it could be said that 90 percent of the work is done by volunteers and 90 uh, since on the dollar is used for dis disaster services that's the power yeah and that that's such a uh, a great statistic i mean you can hang your hat on that and and knowing that not only is the work being done but by volunteers and when you make a donation that uh that donation is really going to help uh victims of disasters and whatnot now our our, our most Red Cross chapters, John set up like ours, and they have 
maybe a location in one county, but it serves multiple. Is that is that typical? Yeah, and there has been, as I said earlier, you know, one thing you can expect in the Red Cross is change, but they've been continuing to become um, an organization that operates, uh, again, protecting the donor dollar in a very efficient manner. So we are part of the Tennessee region, which the hub office for the Tennessee region is in Nashville. But if you break this, uh, break it down, there's, uh, there's seven different chapters uh, that are a geographical territory that have, you know, a certain amount of counties. Um, like I said, the heart of Tennessee has 10. Um, there's a couple of these counties that maybe they have more rural counties of, for instance, Midwest uh, out of Jackson covers state line from Waverly all the way down to McNary County. Um, so the the drawn the lines are drawn but it's all based off of population mm -hmm. so we're going to serve an appropriate um population uh demographics uh through a territory i would i would think that the heart of tennessee chapter has uh you know that that area is growing so much in, in, in population it it probably exceeds some like maybe that western tennessee uh, in, it, in terms of the population that they serve it does probably in the last 10 years the maps for the regions have changed this mm -hmm. is the third change not long ago the heart of tennessee chapter went state line to state line but that's changed uh, yeah. and now it's just 10 counties because of that population growth Oh, okay so there is readjustment in that i guess absolutely absolutely and um you know i got a brag <coughs> excuse me got to brag on the heart of tennessee chapter and you know primarily the volunteers because if you listen to sandy and some others that you'll hear over the year their passion and commitment is second to none um but i think it's proud to say and actually we led the region in a uh client satisfaction of 88 percent wow and so you know that's a kudos to our <clears throat> volunteers for just being trained being ready being compassionate and and following through well john uh, our time's about up here and uh, just wanted to make sure gave you uh, a few seconds here to tell folks if they would like to volunteer find out more see if there's a program that's right for them how would they go about doing that two quick things you can always go to redcross.org and as you look for the volunteer button just know when you put in the zip code it'll bring you right back to us feel free to call my cell phone, 615-651-3405. Very good. John, thank you so much, and uh, we'll be catching up with you soon. All right, Brian, thank you. Have a great day. You too. John Mitchell joining us today, the Executive Director of the Heart of Tennessee, American Red Cross serving Rutherford and uh, nine other counties, counting Rutherford. So uh, thanks to John for stopping by. If you missed part of the program, do check WGNSRadio.com under podcast and look for Rutherford Issues or wherever you consume audio. If it's iTunes or Facebook podcast, where Spotify, wherever you subscribe, look for WGNS and subscribe to our daily local show podcast. Have a great day.